folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Mike Hanford. Yo, what's up, dude? Oh. <laughs> and Tim Kalpakis? <laughs> what is up? Michael, yeah. explain yourself. What's that, dude? What's up? Oh, my God. He's, he's so, so cool. He's so Jeff. relaxed and cool. cool. Laid back. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's whatever. I just, uh, it's whatever. It's cool. No, it's great to be here. This is it's awesome. Oh my god, he's such a cool guy. It's he's awesome unfazed by anything. And I love I love the way you two interact on this thing. It's so fun. Oh, you oh, do? Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great to be part of this thing. It's fucking So I sorry, can I swear on this thing? Yeah. Is this like a new year in full swing? Like you're just new brand new you? I'm just sort of decided to chill out. That was my resolution to chill out a little more and it uh oh. actually took hold. <laughs> Wow. The vocal fry. And yeah, it actually took hold. Yeah, it actually took hold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Whoa. Whoa. He's still as cartoony as ever. Whoa. The man's a goofball after all. <laughs> it is. Could you imagine acting that way? <laughs> I mean, that's how most people act, kind of. like uh, I've, I've definitely listened to podcasts. Uh, and you know you know the these people, but I'm not going to name them. But you know, people who host a podcast and they're sort of like, um, you know, I think when someone is being tries sounding cool, talking cool, yeah. and it comes from insecurity, right? You know, they're like, if I show my true self, I might not get laid, so I have to put on a voice. Ah, you're uh, talking like Machine Gun Kelly types. Yeah. Oh, that's Earth's best example. That's a guy <laughs> who's a rock star on top of the world, but like he's afraid. That I, Tim Kalpakis, might <laughs> see him in an interview and notice that he's actually a Dorcas. Yeah. Very shy man. Yeah. Well, it's true. Like anyone Not who, unlike uh, Shy Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who uh, it spends that much time like on their craft and their, you know, I think his job is like a 24-7 job doing promo and whatever. Not his craft necessarily, but promo. <laughs> he's uh, got no life, so he's just is kind of a nerd. I mean, in a way, like if well, you're... Uh, doing something that long, it's like you're a nerd about it. He's probably burying himself uh, in life because he doesn't connect with any humans, but he also does. It's not just promo. He writes graphic novels and directs movies that nobody watches. That guy. Right, works. right, right, right. <laughs> I forgot about That's that. right. <laughs> well, if you were to watch the doc like we did, he they make it sound like he's in the studio till 3 a.m., bro. Yeah. Well, he probably is because he's just like got that uh, type of time and he's got to move on to his movies. <laughs> Easy to be in the studio until 3 a.m. when you start at 11 p.m. That's a thing <laughs> they don't mention. Yeah, they do that. They do a late dinner, then they get to work. Maybe you should leave, leave that studio a little earlier and his songs would be good. Hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. Maybe take one was better than take 200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean the cheese crunch. Nice. Don't. I had to edit them out last time. Well, there's a few snuck in there. I like that. No, I know. Well, we're going to hear about it, I'm sure. The listeners love it. Speaking of last time, that last water episode, look what I got over here. Look at the size of this water jug. Whoa. Ooh, a life is good. 50 ouncer. <laughs> when it's full, it's hard to hold. Whoa. <laughs> it's carrying around an anvil. It really is. Like, I drink two of these a day. No shit. Yeah, try that's it. too much water, Mike. Do you whiz a lot? I am. I am. That's too much water, you say? I think so. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I really got onto this uh, New Year's resolution thing. Hanford Gets Healthy? It's talking a Hanford cool? Gets Healthy day I thought it was talking here. cool. <laughs> no, that was just kind of a joke. 
Ah, the I I which just is a cool am, like, thing I'm to trying do. to, and I'm not. It's not a specific thing, but just trying to be like, uh, be like put the phone down more, wake up earlier, like consistently wake up earlier, uh, drink the water, do the runs. Now, Mike, on New Year's Day, I had lunch with you in New York, oh and I'm trying to remember what you ordered. <laughs> oh I had fried, I had deep fried duck in a beer. Yeah. Did you did you eat healthy on that meal? Were you at Hanford Gets Healthy? I may have stayed keto. I did the uh, wonton soup. Uh, Not keto. <laughs> and uh, sesame chicken over white rice. Junk food. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's that, that was that was New Year's Day. Yes. It yeah, was still a holiday. That was New Year's Day. And it, look, this is Hanford Gets Healthy. This is Hanford. Every single meal has a slice of kale and uh, right. watercress chestnut. Hanford isn't leading a, a Spartan life of joylessness. <laughs> no, no, no. He, you know, joy is a big part of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I, I was sort of thinking, no actual resolutions, but was like, you know, got a little partied out over the holidays with the, uh, the boozing Oof. and the and the chewing, boozing, <laughs> boozing and schmoozing, <laughs> the chewing, the swallowing. <laughs> but I, shooting it out <laughs> i was naturally Ooh, that would I, be a oh, go ahead go ahead go ahead what we should track a piece of food from, from no from bite no to no butt? i was gonna say from if bite did to it butt <laughs> <laughs> that's good from bite to butt. that's good too we we are we are very good at coming up with uh titles for things yeah and then not doing anything with it i, I was gonna say it would be if we did like a a sloppy boys meet and greet it would be called uh sloppy boys booze and schmooze oh that is fuck. very good that's we fun. could charge a lot of money for a booze and schmooze. Yeah, who wants to booze and schmooze? <laughs> okay, the tour <laughs> is now <laughs> the tour is now the booze and schmooze. Oh no, it's booze because the uh, the 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 booze is bougie. Booze and schmooze. Booze and schmooze. Hey, are you booze paying two hundred dollars? Two hundred dollars for the sloppy boys booze and schmooze. Go down to the booze and schmooze. We're gonna shake your hand. Yeah, we're doing it all for Moose Month. Whoa. We'll pass you a Negroni and talk to you about the sports game that's on TV. It's us sitting alone at a table. No one comes over. Ah, we we this, had to pay two hundred bucks to get in. This is a failed booze and schmooze. <laughs> hey, can we talk about fish real quick before we get into bip, 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 bip? Yeah, we we hadn't talked yes. about uh, our time I want to hear. I want to hear all the, every chord, every note. You're referring to New Year's Eve, Madison Square Garden, me and Hanford on stage with Trey. Well, above the stage <laughs> in our seats. But um, uh, Mike, this it was your third show that week. Yeah, I uh, I had never done this before, but I did a bunch of shows in a row. They played four shows. I did the first two nights, skipped the third, and then went to the fourth, which was New Year's. And I had a lot of fun. It was uh, it was very fun to do that, uh, to kind of like get into <laughs> <laughs> to sort of get into a rhythm of it, mm. and uh, and like say, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be back here next tomorrow. We'll see how like the the sets stack up, and it's uh, it was fun. And Mike, I'm sure you really get to know Madison Square Garden like your it's your own living room. A but you bit. stroll in there, you know where the bathrooms are, you know where the trash is, the concessions. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny. The first time, so I went with. Uh, We've hung out with our buddy uh, Eric Lenz. Uh, I went with him. He's a big fish fan. And uh, nice. I went. Is he a wook? He's a uh, uh, What is a wook? I forget what a wook exactly is. I think a wook is like a, the big bearded guys. Oh, I thought it was just a fish fan. I don't know. I, I forget. But anyway, we, we go to this. Wookie. We go to this part. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to ignore it. I'm trying to ignore it over here. <laughs> He's going to pop that blood vessel in his forehead the, at the very beginning of the year. So for the first two nights, I went with him, and he he sort of organized it. He got the tickets and stuff. 
and they were nice seats. Mm. Um, and uh, we're walking in with our group, and he's like, "Oh, guys, it's this way." And it, we went into like the suite only entrance. We didn't have suite seats, but he goes. So we go up. He's like, "Yep, I'm uh, these six guys. We're in the suite." So we go right in. It's easy through the uh, the checkpoint and everything. And then the next night we try because he didn't have suite tickets, but he just said like. Hey, you show some confidence, you can walk right in. No and shit. The next night we go up, and he's like, yeah, uh, these six guys. And he's like, <laughs> the, the, it was a different security guy. He's like, oh, let me see your ticket. No, you guys can't use this entrance. He's like, we did yesterday. And he's like, uh, yeah, but you don't have the ticket for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was like the, the security head. Anyway, so yes, to, uh, Jeff, knowing the, uh, the back and forth of MSG for the three days was fun. Noise. They played a lot of great hits. They played the hits you hear on the radio all the time. Tim, I think Tim had f- a fun time. I had a great time. I, I especially loved like for the the midnight zone of the night. Yeah. I mean, where else? You know, the gag. I, I have had in my long thirty nine year life. How many good New Year's Eves have I had? I haven't had any right. bad ones, but right. I maybe had a stretch of like. Three years in my twenties, where I had New Year's Eve figured out, where I we we would go to the the UCB party yeah. on Franklin, yeah, the, the best people that you wanted to see on the night you wanted to be with people, wonderful party. Uh, you know, you'd have Dutz DJing, you'd have Jessica DJing. It was like a very fun type of a night, and uh, you'd have been uh, by the DJ booth saying, uh, "Could you play this? Can you play a different song, please?" <laughs> I felt like before that, when I was a teenager, my best friends all were uh, valets at a at a uh, a country club, so they uh, would all have to cater uh, parties on New Year's Eve, and I so I I was like, and then even in college they'd be doing that, and you know I and I'd be with I'd be back home, so I have a long track record of of New Year's Eve being like ah whatever, and then and then it was great for a while in my twenties, and then more recently like you have to make a choice like. New Year's Eve, am I going getting some friends together or am I gonna right. have a little maybe a nice dinner is just thinking, but like mm-hmm. it's a it's a weird night for like FOMO where you feel like I yeah. can be sort yeah. of a homebody these days and I do like to stay home, but I just feel weird doing it on a big night like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, in a year post COVID, decided I wanted to do something big, and it's like one of the things. If you're not gonna be in Times Square, you're gonna be a few blocks away at MSG, it's like a thing. We, I mean, we wanted to do it last year and it, and it got canceled because of COVID, but I felt like when Fish played three sets and the third set started a little bit after 11 or so, and that's where there was like set pieces. They did a whole gag about a time machine, time travel thing. They had like the, 50 uh, dancers. It was it's their 40th anniversary. 83 was when they officially started. So wow. going into this year, it's their 40th. So they did a bunch of, yeah, dancers and, and set pieces that Tim's talking about were all kind of like touchstones from the years and different... Uh, New so, Year's Eve celebrations and stuff like that. And I didn't, there's like, I could feel throughout the night lots of references I was not getting. As a non-Fish fan, but a guy who loves watching live music, I would say the first two sets I was like just enjoying being in, I'd never been to a show at Madison Square Garden before, but I watched like, I'm from upstate New York, so MSG means a lot to me. So just being in the room was cool. Seeing 20,000 people grooving on drugs was fun. The people watching is amazing. We were having a fun time. I did get a little bit tuckered, I would say, in the 10 o'clock hour. I've been watching two hours of noodling, <laughs> and yeah, I, still have a while, I still have a while to go. So during the second set, I was sort <laughs> yeah. of like, Timmy, maybe <laughs> let's like go for a walk around, eat some food, to have a seat somewhere, and like save some You had also been shushed. Oh, Somebody no. shushed you. Okay, so this is interesting. Picture this is- a guy. <laughs> 
Picture a couple yeah. of guys. They're they're twenty two. They're in tie dye. They're grooving, and they're specifically doing like the fish dance, like head down, hands kind of buried in their chest, like grooving the whole show. And then two <laughs> times they turn around to me and John Haskell and say, "Hey, can you? Would you mind talking quieter?" <laughs> And I'm loud, and I was being loud. In fact, at one point, I was singing the Corn Kids song. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I was just like, oh, I didn't really think of shushing as a thing that happens at a loud rock concert. Yeah, I, I that happened to me at one of the shows too. A guy turned around and kind of like he like put his hand like hand motion like keep it down a little bit, and then he we kind of looked at each other like what, and then he turned around again and was like. Gave a thumbs up. He's like, sorry. Like, he kind of knew it was a weird thing to do. Well, I did that on the first Did your guys repent, Tim? My guys, the first guy, the first time he did it, uh, he did it in a good way. He was like, hey, would you mind talking a little quieter? And I had that quick (laughs) fight or or flight response. I'm going to punch him or I'm going to sprint away. You know, what am I going to (laughs) do? And I caught myself. I said, Tim, it's a kind vibe here. And what I did was I, I, I... thought for two seconds and i held up a peace sign and he was like cool okay perfect so tim's cool (laughs) like you want to speak to him in his native language you know yeah also (laughs) i understand this this i had i had had my second puff of weed of the year so for me i was really Mm. uh in Mm -hmm. a oh yeah tim was on a different planet man (laughs) (laughs) i was up in the celestial space at this moment uh but then the second time um and, and that was when i was singing the corn kid song the second time he shushed john and there's something about your friend getting shushed that's almost kind of worse where i like you know john you can shush me i'm a big fat guy full of loud mouth soup <laughs> but then when he shushed john i was like john really wasn't talking that loud and i don't know and that second time it uh, left a maybe dirtier taste in my mouth but not enough to feel like embarrassed i don't know what are you, what are you gonna shush the band next what's what's going on how, how loud were you talking that you were t- i mean i've seen the amps at these fish shows the PA speakers um, are dropping from the ceiling. Well, I turned the volume knob down on the amp because I wanted to <laughs> well, make my I imagine play. you guys are joking and shouting over the music. Yeah, we were joking and shouting over the music, but we were also like way up in the nosebleeds and you should be able to just have your... I yeah, love being what, in a concert way up high and just having your night, just partying, you know? Yeah. If you like, if you were like, "Oh, this song's great," and John was like, "Yeah, this is a great song." Did you know they played it <laughs> last year around? Like, they probably wouldn't have bothered you. But if you were, you guys right. were just talking about whatever unrelated, unrelated stuff. Yeah. I, I was like, "How's work at the Tonight Show?" <laughs> but I, I, so aside from that, and that didn't didn't damper my spirits. I I loved being in Madison Square Garden. Up in the we swapped sections for a little while. And I, Mike, when I went up to the up to the rafters there. That really felt like, oh, this feels like the 1994 Rangers that I know. Like, it's like really more <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the old garden up there. I, my section sure. was a little more VIP. Um, and then, but then at the end of the night, like, like midnight, I mean, come on. They, then af- after hours and hours of noodling, they covered Bohemian Rhapsody, which is like so played out and so on the nose, but so fun to hear with 20,000 people. And they they played like that kind of, that cool disco-ish version of... Um, 2001 a space odyssey and then at midnight old lang syne with confetti fawn it was magical and and it made me be like even if yeah even if you're not a fan of the band being in the room for the for the midnight countdown at a thing like that was very fun they didn't do they didn't have balloons come down they usually have balloons fall from like a ton of balloons fall from the ceiling and they didn't do that this year i don't know why what was the time travel gag you said oh it was like uh 
these sort of uh, barbershop quartet guys came out and said like, sang happy birthday. And then we're like, oh, I forget what it was said, but like, we want to take you guys all the way back. So they brought this like time machine out and had this, you know, lever that they were pulling. And then like, they went all the way back and like little, a little video played. Yeah, it was, it was just a a big montage. Because they always, on the New Year's Eve, they always have like a giant hot dog in Mm. the sky or something like that. I wonder what gags people can expect when we hit the road for our 10th anniversary in March. Well, Well, we're keeping that under lock and key. It'll be different because <laughs> fish, they go for like the big broad set pieces, but us, it might just be a, a, a cunning barb yeah. from one yeah. of our satirical lips. Mm-hmm. It also might be just getting those notes right and getting yeah. the lyrics right. <laughs> Maybe a couple That's... surprise rest notes ah. in the mix. Ooh. Uh, well, okay. Hey, what? wait, hold on, Jeff. This brought, this made me think of something. Did you Have you guys seen Tar? Not yet. Um, A chunk. <laughs> I've seen Avatar, but not Tar. No, I'm not talking Wave about water. Avatar, nor am I talking about the sticky substance itself, Tar, with the molasses taste. I'm talking about the <laughs> film. Hmm? There's, this is not spoiling anything, but Tar is talking at one point, and she's yeah. talking about how the conductor controls time during a symphony performance. Uh-huh. And she's talking about Beethoven's Fifth. And she says, you know, it's on the conductor to start because it's a very interesting melody. It, it starts on the upbeat, so it's like... Da, 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 da. And and everyone's yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there watching the movie, like, oh yeah. And then I was like, wait a second, I never th- thought about that. I, I think da 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 one and two three da 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 or whatever. But yeah. I never thought of da 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 da. Did you think when you hear the first notes, you eventually settle into it? But we've talked about this on the blowout that when you have like when a beat starts in a song, sure. there, there, there was some pop song we well, you, talked about. It's only about. natural to think it would be the downbeat. Right. And, and there's some pop song we talked about where a Kanye song, um, what's the really long one with the piano note? Runaway. Oh, Runaway. Runaway. They talk about on Dissect. Yeah, that, start, that, that same deal. When, you, when the song starts, you think you're hearing one beat, but then when you actually, the, uh, the beat drops, you're like, oh shit, these piano notes are on like... It the- was an upbeat the whole time? The whole time? Hmm. Wild. Damn. Well, let's get into some bip, 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 booze news. Hit it. Oh. Booze news. <laughs> booze news. <laughs> booze news. <laughs> Okay. It's ooh news, you <laughs> bad crooks. Uh, that fish-themed booze news theme was courtesy of X Height from the Discord and features other slopheads. Spotted Stripers, Pat Dwyer, Fish671, Ralph Bombo, Jay Bergs, Harry Hood. Look at this. All the slapheads wow. on the Discord getting nice. together to do booze news instead of Wilson. Look at that. And if you have a booze news theme, email it to the sloppy boys podcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to schmooze with other slopheads uh, <laughs> on the Discord, sign up for our Patreon. But that's different from the booze and schmooze, which is uh, yeah, that's different. we still don't have a date that's for a that. That's a paid event. It's a booze and schmooze. The booze and schmooze. Um, okay, top story on booze news. Uh, p- 
punchdrink.com, which is like the cocktail blog that I kind of go oh, to. Sure. We've come across the, that, sure. Yeah, all the time. They're very hip. Celebrity bartender Jack Schram sometimes will uh, you know, be like a correspondent for them. So you know it's good. They had an interesting <laughs> article to kick off the year. What Ooh. drink trends should disappear in 2023? Oh, I like this. This is sort of like the in-list, out-list. Yes, exactly. And they did a bunch of drink trends, and then they have a, a bunch of different bartenders consulting, gave their opinion, as, and then they kind of tallied up and landed on for each thing. Should it stay? Should it go? Or is it in purgatory? Mm. <laughs> okay. So I, I was going to run through some of their what they thought about these drink trends and see what nice. you guys think of them. Nice, nice. A purgatory is a great way of being like, nothing. It's nothing. Well, it's funny because it's also like... go or purgatory? (laughs) Purgatory is such a grand term for just stay go. For like, you are stuck in purgatory. (laughs) Eternal limbo for you. Okay, there's like five of these. First was the 90s redux. Appletinis, Midori Sours, Blue Hawaiians, like ironic, winky, colorful, sweet drinks. We've talked about this. To the left, to the left. (laughs) Our friend Jack Schramm did a great job. uh, (laughs) Yeah, Mike, is that... Good or bad? Well, uh, I thought that is... means bad. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead. Um, Jack is sort of in favor of everything, anything that's fun uh, throughout all this. But the the quorum here said stay, that they're enjoying the fun, the fun whimsy of, oh. of these cocktails. And I agree. Good. I like, that's cool. I like anything to get cocktails away from the gatekeepers, the wax mustache, scotch bros. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything that's mm-hmm. against, that's the opposite of that. I'm on for even if it's New Yorky inside jokey winky uh, irony. I'm I am on board for that. Yeah, Tim, you're a man of the people. We know this. Thank you. Next up, disco aperitivo. These kind of mirror clad disco ball jewel toned bars that are glittery. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you've ever seen any of these where they're serving aperitivos, and the punch gang said stay. They said it's a good trend. Oh, I don't know. What? So this is just like the decor of the bar, the style of the bar. Yeah, you're drinking an Italian aperitivo in on a dance floor that's kind of disco-y. Huh, I'd love to see I've that. I've never been. Next up, the Long Island Iced Tea. Served Uh-oh. hot or large format on draft. The Long Island Iced Tea has had its best year since 1980, and the Punch Gang put it in purgatory. I'm a big fan. I, I, I don't necessarily like making it fancy and adding tea to it or making it hot. But I think a Long Island, more in the 90s, winky, fun okay. way. I thought, I thought you misspoke I when you, know. yeah, when you said hot, I said like, sir, he surely doesn't mean what I think he means. Yeah, I didn't heard of that. A hot There's Long Island. Craft bars are, are are doing it hot or are, are saying like, yeah, we love Long Islands, but they're making an entirely different drink. Sure, um, sure. Here. I like the classic stinky... Yeah. Mike, when we were in um, the shitty one Montauk, <laughs> I ordered a, a Long Island, and the bartender made fun of me. He's like, "I don't like it, but I'll make it." Really? But I think mm-hmm. I think it's a fun drink. We were in Montauk too, Je- Jeff. Would you get out here on one of these New York trips for once? <laughs> Christ, Jesus. Hey. we were in Montauk too. <laughs> um, what else you got? Tea? Okay, the return of foam. I guess foam came back this year. <laughs> And uh, the punch gang says go. I agree. I don't like foam. I don't no. like pretension. I watched that show Drink Masters on Netflix, and I didn't like any time there was elements that were non-taste elements. Well, you, you mean know? that big silly foam, right? Not just a uh, look. Egg white. That's froth. That's not foam. That, that's froth. The foam on the head of a beer. That's good. But we're talking like fancy science foam. Oh, 
I, I tend to not I tend to not like even the froth either, like egg white froth on stuff. But that's a personal preference. Michael. Hey, more for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you mind just Jeff. pull it off. Push it off into Jeff's glass. Um <laughs> off the rims uh, sorry, off the rails, salt rims. The salt rim is no longer confined to the lip of the glass. And it's not just salt. 2022 saw pop rocks, barbecue dust, uh, all kinds oh, of things became fair game. And the punch gang said, go. They said, keep it yeah. classy with yeah. your salt rims. No, I would do salt, uh, but I will make an exception for tahine. Exception for tahine. Me too. I like uh, uh, I, I like when micheladas go crazy with the tamarind candy and all that. But uh, let us not forget the time I went to Sleepy Hollow this uh, Halloween season. I had a pumpkin beer with a sugar cinnamon rim. That let us the... not forget. Yeah, we won't forget. Let us always Never keep forget. in our prayers. W- yeah. Where on Punch.com does it mention that? <clears throat> right That's there. That's today's the... top story. In Whoa. news of the boring. <laughs> <laughs> They're just getting that out now. Yeah. Uh, I have a little, oh, a small segment of booze news. This is more of a show and tell. Check this out. What do you Look got? what I got in the mail. You know what this is? Uh, it looks like a sock in a Ziploc a, bag. I would guess oh, no. it's a... Oh, oh, citric acid. You're looking at a pound of pure citric acid. Wow. Columbia's finest citric it looks acid. Like, yeah, it looks like a... Looks like a sack of Coke. Um, well, now, why do you have this? He's going to acid adjust his OJ. Yes, And he's going to turn OJ into lime juice or lemon juice tile style sourness. Don't you get oh, it? Don't you see? Oh, right, right. I've, I I know you were talking about that, but I never really understood what it did. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I got this, and it showed up in a big old bag. And I said, great. I'm just going to sort of like put some in some cocktails. And then I Googled it, and the first thing it said was, don't just put some in a cocktail. There's, like, <laughs> yeah. warnings all over it. It's like, don't oh, handle shit. with your hands. Don't touch your oh. eyes. Use a measuring thing. This is, like, for a science uh, chemistry lab. Yeah, even even in cocktail mode, you're supposed to use, like, a quarter teaspoon of this per oh. ounce of water and, like, make a solution and use, a um, oh. like, a bitters dropper. You're not supposed to kind of go... You want to dump it. I wanted to dump it. Oh, dump it. sad. But, uh, Mike, next time you come out... For the Lodge Room show, mm-hmm. maybe we do a little experiment with some sure. AAOJ. Sure, sure. I love it. And we should, um, wait, what's AA? Oh, acid, acid adjusted. adjusted. <laughs> um, we should make a simple drink, like a whiskey sour, you know, that's just like mm-hmm. something you would do with lemon juice that's really simple or like a gimlet or something. Or hell, vodka. Bob, Paul McCartney should be using this shit for his Mac and Margarita. Right. All. Right. Paul, listen to the pod, dude. Well, now, t- Jeff, I'm, I like that you use the, ac- the acronym AA because yeah. that leads into my first piece of booze news. So I was at the fish show, one of the ones that uh, the second night, first night, second night. And uh, <clears throat> I went out into the lobby during the set break. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking around sort of the, uh, the big hallway that goes all around the. Oh, hold on. I got to take a sip out of my, my big water jug. <clears throat> I'll cover for you. Hey, everybody, I got to take a sip out of my water mug. Hey, everybody. Uh, okay. okay. Thank God. <laughs> Go ahead. We're all back. So I'm walking around, and I'm walking by the concessions area, one of the concessions area, and all of a sudden, I see in, in the mob of people sort of milling about, a circle of people lined, uh, you know, circled up. And I said, what is going on here? And this one guy is talking to everybody, and he's blowing up a big yellow balloon, and he ties it off, and you know, he's got a balloon in his hand. And I get closer, and I'm listening. I can kind of hear what's going on. And he's they're passing the balloon back and forth, and it passes to one guy, and the guy's holding the balloon, and he's like, 
Hey, my name's Dave. I've been, uh, wow. you know, uh, not drinking alcohol or doing drugs for whatever. I couldn't really hear very well for the last seven years and blah, blah, blah. And I found out it's this group called The Fellowship, with a PH, for the fish fans, to meet, have meetings, NA and AA meetings during set breaks. And I was like wow. floored by this, that something like this happens. And I was so like, I stuck around sure. for a while just to... I, just to kind of get the vibe, and I was talking to one of the ladies who runs it. I'm standing with like a huge <laughs> Miller Highland, like a fucking Miller yeah, White. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, gave a few dollars to donate, and uh, they gave me a sticker and some candy, which I very much appreciate. <laughs> Man, that's got to be such a triggersome atmosphere. That's, I couldn't that's cool believe that they it. have. Um, they're like, okay, well, I'm, I want to go to fish shows. Yeah, it's a hotbed of uh, booze and drugs. So we're gonna like just bring our support structure with us, and we're gonna yeah. do these during breaks. That's and great. I think I forget how long they've, they've been doing for many, many years, like twenty years or something. But uh, it was really like a very nice thing to see that people like could still go to shows, have support, and uh, yeah, I mean the whole concert for a lot of people is just a place to do drugs, and like that's how you get into the music. Uh, but I, I put the sticker on, and I saw some guys after the show, and they're like, oh. Are you part of the fellowship? I said, no, I'm not sober, but I'm... Uh, they're like, oh, well, thanks they so much for the support. They gave me some candy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, but they appreciated the support, and I was appreciate, uh, happy to help. But um, it made me think, you know, it, you know, we do this cocktail podcast, and it's all about doing cocktails. But I'm, I always like to see when people listen to this podcast who don't drink. Right. And also, furthermore, if you maybe are somebody who's like, oh, I don't want to go to concerts or something because of, you know, the temptation or whatever it is. I, I don't know what a really the terminology or whatever. But look into something like that. There might be something at your favorite band's uh, shows. Damn. To help you out. It, it was really blew my mind. That's great. During blew the set breaks, that's amazing. Yeah. Here I am yeah. in wasting my set breaks eating rice balls at the concessions. I know. <laughs> but You could have been passing a balloon. Do, do you know if they have any 12-step programs for uh, Overeaters Anonymous <laughs> during, during the show? I don't think they do. I, I I didn't talk long enough to the people. Um, so that was my one piece of booze news. I love it. I was just it, I was thrilled about it. It was just so cool to see people like getting together and helping each other. And then the other piece I of think, booze news is oh fuck. yes, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think it's cool as hell. Continue. I think that I have a good piece of booze news. This is a culinary booze news right here. Oh, so the other day, you know how you know okay. how uh, is this about Starburst Softs. No, no, it's not about candy. You know how these days uh, chip dip is sauce now? Yes. Yeah, Lay's um, garlic dip. Ever since you used uh, French onion dip as Alfredo sauce. Yes, yes. Well, these days in my kitchen, (laughs) I did this recently. I got got some of that Tostitos uh, spinach dip that they make. Yeah. Pretty simple. It's creamy. It well. It's got some spinach. It's next to the salsa. It's yeah. the little. It's the lesser known. Yeah. And I got some uh, tortilla chips. I was dipping that. But then the other day, I'm making scrambled eggs, and what do I see <laughs> next to the egg carton? Ooh. The spinach dip. Florentine. Boom! I put it in. I mix it in with the eggs. Oh. And there you got a creamy spinachy egg. You got something. Chip no, you dip got a is good egg ingredient now. Chip dig is omelet sauce now. <laughs> Chip dig is schmooze. B- 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 no, no. your Chip no, it's dip not. egg schmooze to the boozy schmooze. It's not. Come on out it's... to the birthday. Come out to the sloppy boy show early and bring your chip dip. 
<laughs> bring your gyp tank full. We'll put it all. We'll cover your whole breakfast with it. Bring your gyp dick. We're good. <laughs> no, your Mike. crispy bacon and a chip dip. Are you saying you put it in a scramble? I mixed it into the scramble. Yeah. Oh. Now you don't. Now put what's a lot? eggs Florentine? I want to say eggs Florentine has spinach in it, but is mm. what's the other? In, is is it's not hollandaise? That would be more of a. Of no, that's a, eggs Benny. Benedict. Huh? Benny. Yeah. Eggs Florentine. Much like Florence itself. Beep, boop, 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 boop. What is the difference between eggs Florentine versus eggs Benedict? What's the difference? Primary difference between eggs Florentine and eggs Benedict is the addition of spinach. While eggs Florentine may or may not. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen a lot of like Florentine scrambles where it's just some spinach and the eggs. But Mike, I think you're smart. I haven't seen this chip dip. Um, it always yeah. interests me. When you guys talk about food, it's interesting to me because I would say I'm the most unhealthy eater of this podcast, but I do it all out. Like in my home, I just only have health food. And then every time I step out the front door, I have a slice of pizza. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when when you guys were both like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we go down the chip aisle and you buy the... The tostillos, and this is one of the other. I like. I don't even walk down the chip aisle. I like picturing guys wheeling those carts down. No man, you got to go down the chip aisle for uh, both Cheez Its and Goldfish, the two king snacks. Yeah, because a lot of times the chip aisle uh, butts up right against the cracker aisle. Yep. So you got to. But if I'm going to the chip aisle, I'm going to walk out with a bag of those Maui onion chips I love so damn much. Yeah, yeah. Or some zaps. We love zaps. Zaps. Oh, zaps. Fuck. I had some voodoos the other day. Ow, oh, ow. Jefferson, I'd oh, give anything to trade places with you. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, is that it for booze news? That is it for booze news. Oh, yeah. I, right. I want to say that if anyone's interested in that punch article, there's more There's more stay-go purgatories. Uh, but we got to move on with the show. Yes, Michael. Wrap it up. I would love <clears throat> to hear about the drink of the day. Hold on. Oh, yeah, did you up. wrap it up properly? You didn't even do oh. the sound effect. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> All right, the drink of the day. Well, let me start by saying a man's name, Gene Hackman. (laughs) A man's name. Gene Hackman, you know him. Behind enemy lines. Royal Tenenbaum. Welcome to Mooseport. The conversation. Royal Tenenbaums. Ants, the quick and the dead. Ants. Birdcage. Red's Birdcage. You, Young Frankenstein, of course. Uh, you could go on and on about his Hawaii, a movie called Hawaii from 1966. Superman. Superman, indeed. You also know him from a movie called The French Connection. There oh. we go. That's a what you were movie at. title that shares the same name as the drink of the day. <laughs> Boss Nass? Yes. Richard <laughs> Nixon? Right. Nixon meets Nass here on the pod. We're talking about the French Connection today. It is as simple as simple gets uh, regarding both recipe and history. Great. The history of this one is super simple. I'm just going to read it verbatim off of Difford's Guide. Named after the 1971 American crime thriller film The French Connection, this brandy-based cocktail is a sibling to the whiskey-based Godfather, also named after a film Francis Ford Coppola's 1972 The Godfather. Right. 
Both cocktails appear in Stanley M. Jones's 1977 Jones's Complete Bar Guide. Now, it's a very simple drink. Let me just tell you what's in it, and then we can get more chit-chatting. 35 milliliters cognac, 35 milliliters amaretto. Method, pour all ingredients directly into an old-fashioned glass filled with ice cubes, stirred gently, garnish not applicable. Love it. Equal parts. On the rocks. On the rocks. This sounds so good. Um, Two faves. I'm going to fucking love this. Two faves for me. I get to have DiSerono and Quavazier at the same time. And Hennessy for me, yeah. Uh Yeah. Uh, I think uh, suggested to in a snifter glass, which I don't think any of us have a snifter glass. Come on. That's oh, just I thought it was, that wasn't it. I want to do a rocks glass with rocks. rocks. Yeah, yeah. A French Connection says, uh, sorry, the um, IBA says uh, old-fashioned glass, but the Differds, I think, is saying right. snifter. I like that we have poked our way. You, you, you think with this podcast, hey, we've done all there is to do. We've gone through sky highs and rock bottom lows. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we're, uh, but but this was is a new little... We kicked a hole in a little cocktail corner here that I didn't know about where we got to this drink because a slophead had reached out on Instagram and told us about the Godfather, Scotch and Amaretto. And then I told you guys, hey, let's do the Scotch and Amaretto. And then, uh, Jeff, you pointed out, well, yeah, we could do that and it exists, but it's not on the IBA list, whereas this French Connection is mm-hmm. on the IBA list. And right. well, let's start so now, with Mike, what we do. Yes. I'm just looking here and you I didn't know that the French connection was just named after the movie and obviously the Godfather is too so th- this is funny these two little sister drinks from the 70s where it's like these pop culture references with the amaretto I couldn't find anything but I do I have to wonder if like Di Sirono or some amaretto company yeah, we're was like, like yeah, yeah. Oh, mixed it's, with it this. is mixed with us <laughs> for for this you like that movie mixed with this <laughs> Everything I found about the history of it was just that it was named after the drink, not like after the the movie. Yeah, uh, anyone drank one in French Connection or anything like that. It was just named after. No, but now this one this one website says that it go uh, that this drink was popular in the '60s before either the movie or the book that it was based on existed. But this is the one thing I found. It is possible though that is named uh, for the actual heroin smuggling scheme that spawned the book and the movie. And if that's so, perhaps the use of a French spirit and Italian liquor was a nod to the Corsican, Corsican origin of the scheme's masterminds. So I don't know. Cool. I've seen but the I, film. Have you guys seen it? It's got the iconic uh, uh, chase, car right? chase. Nah. I think I always confuse this with uh, this movie with... Uh, there's a Francis Ford Coppola movie with Gene Hackman. The, the Conversation? Uh, the Conversation. That's great. This is a gritty 70s grit fest, very uh-huh. low-key and mumblecore, Ooh. and he's like a cop who's, I think, going undercover in this cocaine ring or whatever. But yeah, it's kind of remembered for the big chase. Um, mm-hmm. I would say was probably one of the best chases in, in film history until the pod race kind of dethroned it. Oh, sure. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Annie versus Sabulba. And then Boss Nass came in in that same film and dethroned the pod race as best scene <laughs> in the film. <laughs> um, folks, folks, we don't even plan these uh, coincidences. The pod race, doing the Boss Nass before. This is exciting. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, I'm excited, too. I think we should do The Godfather next week and sort of do a Sea Breeze, Bay Breeze twofer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we should. So now this is a... We're, we're doing basically... Oh, oh, let me say this, too. Mm-hmm. 
Now there's a drink called the uh, God. I'm just gonna find it here. The God Kramer Child. versus Kramer. No, oh, right, yeah. no, Wait, no, no. There's Godmother and Godchild as well. Godmother, I didn't see, uh, but I'm curious what that is. Godchild is made with brandy uh, of an unstipulated origin, while the French connection is specifically calls for cognac brandy. That's what we're doing today. Um, Godmother cognac. is vodka and amaretto. Yes. Now I'm I'm correct. I'm using my Di Sirono here, right? Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah, and amarettos they can be. There's I've owned a few different. I'm obsessed with Di Sirono because I put it on my ice cream, but I've had a few different amarettos and and they vary because a lot of the time you think amaretto is going to be made from like almonds, but a lot mm. of the time it's made from peach pits or other stone fruit pits that are mm. burnt and sugared up and they start to taste like. Uh, oh, fucking! I like the sound of that. Oh, I just saw yeah, something. Will I like the taste of that? I saw something mm. on TikTok recently. It was a guy pouring something into a beer, and it was supposed to taste like oh, uh, Dr Pepper. Do you remember? What yeah. It was? What was that's, that? That's the problem with TikTok. They're so fast that I don't I have no idea. <laughs> I just I can picture it, but <laughs> and now you're on to the next thing, and it's uh yeah. My uh, problem with TikTok is you see a funny thing in the old days when I was but young, I'd be like, hey, remember that funny video? I'll Google it. And then you would find it on, on YouTube. Yes. Now yes. when I'm like, oh, I learned something about this on TikTok. And then you, what do I do? You, you, you can't even search TikTok for it because it's not like you can hashtag. search TikTok. It took me two days to find the song. You know, the sword dodging song. You've no. seen the meme where like somebody runs at somebody with a sword and they're sort of like prodding it at them and they're kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah dodging yeah, back yeah, and yeah. forth. It's, it's, um, a band called Pogo, I want to say, but it's just got that sort of slowed down song. This like, I'd have to see it. I can't. <laughs> it took me forever to search it. Like, what's the sword dodge song on TikTok? Yeah. Two days. TikTok. You can search TikTok though, but hmm. you. I, is- I know that there's the search function, but y- you can search it for like users or hashtags or topics right. yeah but you can't, you can't find content. sword dodge theme song yeah, i know right. and i i so often want to see like the orridge and yeah, you I can't know. get it hmm. you can't get it well why don't we take a little break Ooh. and when we come back french connections in hand Ooh. what is what is 35 milliliters that's a a shot an ounce or, is 30. Uh, oh right okay here's another thing these are equal parts it, and that's great it's, e- it's equal parts why would they choose 35 it i know that's 30 that's and 30 strange. super weird and then also uh i'll be honest i was looking around i see a lot of people calling for more cognac <laughs> but that's see. for segment two. Ooh, there you go there you go ooh, ooh, folks ooh, 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 ooh. we'll see you after the ads <laughs> you want to pronounce this word <laughs> All right, all right. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Sloppy Boy Show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, are you ever right in the middle of a busy week and you're thinking to yourself, God, there's not enough time in the day to get all this stuff done. It happens to everybody. Our schedules these days are just too jam-packed. But think about this. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Take a nap? Maybe read that book that's just piling up with dust because it hasn't been touched in months. The thing is, a lot of us spend so much of our time wishing that we had more time. The question is, time for what? Oh, interesting. If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And guess what? Therapy can help you do that. Therapy helps you find what really matters to you so that you can do that thing more. Ooh, that sounds good. Now, I've benefited from therapy. I've gone to therapy. And and in situations like this where I feel like, uh, the world is just coming down on me. I can't do anything to get out from under it. There's not enough time. Well, I was talking about this to my therapist. And she said to prioritize the things that are important to me. Ah, that's a little interesting. Therapy is helpful for learning about positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, which, well, we all want to be. And it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. I think some people don't realize that. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and, uh, suited to your schedule. Remember, we were talking about the schedules just moments ago. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Listen to me and do this. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SloppyBoys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SloppyBoys. Let's do it to it. French connections in hand. Now this is a nice tidy little drink. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Oh, you got the one cube in there. Little glass, one cube, and just two warm golden liqueurs. I I I like the I got many little cubes because I have a feeling this one's gonna get melty and get better and better. It's gonna be a little sweet Mm -hmm. off the bat. Well now wouldn't just cubes melt too? Here we go. While a larger cube has less surface area, melts a little slower. Hmm. Hmm. Bottoms up. Hmm. Sips. I don't know if that's true. Ooh. Oh, oh, that. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. Hackman, you've done it again. <laughs> We're getting away with something. This is nice. It's simple. That's the problem. People want to add a thousand ingredients. No, wrong. It's got like it's a the honey sweetness. Pairing. It is a honey mm-hmm. type of thing, and it's like. Um, you know, amaretto on its own, amaretto on the rocks, this would be sort of a strange thing to drink because it's so, I mean, I do it, but it's so sweet. And, and so this uh, cognac is the perfect pairing where it just sort of 
chilled it out a little bit. It didn't even add a new taste. Ooh. It just said, "Hey, come on, let me." I, I would be really it's curious. welcoming. I'd be really curious to to sit down and do a taste test between this, the Godfather, the the good fella, the, the Godmother, whatever <laughs> other ones we said. It's, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Very, this is great. I should just hey, be guys, okay with a, this a, one first. A yeah, two like, ingredient equal parts drink that's this oh. good. You serve this for friends, you know. Mm-hmm. You say, "Hey, everybody, check me out. I got this." Yes, they're gonna. Yeah. Tim made a round of French connections. That's amazing. Tim, this should be the new college drink. This is what mm. the college too sophisticated. Need. Too no, instead no, no, of the no. Fernandito, you, or you're not talking the, Argent. <laughs> I'm not talking sophisticated Argentinian college kids. I'm saying instead of um, vodka crayon, like, you know, college kids don't even do cocktails. They're drinking Milwaukee's best. I was going to say a a rum and Coke, Mm, uh, like mm. a a Cuba Libre, let's say. Cuba Libre is different because it has the lime lime squeeze, right? Yeah. But really, it's just rum and Coke. Right. But when you you talk about like a rum and Coke, I was going to say that's probably the easiest drink we did. But this... Easier has I dare say better, but it's too soon to say. It's too well, but it's this is equal so parts, so I think that does it. But also but getting rum and coke is very easy to get. Di Serono is not the easiest thing to get. Hennessy, I already um, love it. Mm-hmm. Di Serono is a new friend. Sure. We talked have I already talked about the Di Serono commercial on this podcast, the uh the one from the nineties? I forget. Mm-mm. Um and if you have a, regale us again, won't you? <laughs> I know it's on YouTube. Look it up and watch it. But it's it's a DiSerrano commercial where um, there's this like oh, sexy shit. bartender and uh, oh guy, yeah yeah or there's a sexy lady going up to a sexy guy. But it's like uh, what happens next is up to you. No, that's uh, that's Echo Kellum in TGI Fridays. Oh oh, uh, oh, oh, oh okay sorry. Go but ahead, similar go ahead. vibe like suggestive <laughs> suggestive sex commercials. This one is like. A lady steps up to a posh bar, and all around her, people are like, "Hey, uh, can I get a Disarono neat? I'll have a Disarono martini. Can I have a Disarono?" Like they're all ordering a bunch of Disarono drinks, <laughs> and um, then this one lady is like, "Hey, can I have a Disarono on the rocks?" And the bartender's like, "Well, here you go." And then she takes one of the cubes and is like being sexy with the ice cube, like. Rubbing it on her, yeah, and it's just supposed to be like Di Serono is the sexy drink, man. And I remember it. Speaking of fish at MSG, I remember watching MSG Network to watch Rangers games, and this Di Serono commercial was always on, just with this babe being like <laughs> Di Serono on the rocks, oh, 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 as if you can't rub an ice cube on yourself and <laughs> without the Di Serono involved. <laughs> Damn, but it's working on me. That's a yeah. good brand, Tim. That's a good, sexy brand. Oh, now, I Jeff just took his a... big cube and he put it up his butt. Great. Hold on, so if I can T-I-T-O for a second. I just got a little thing that said, like, disconnected and then said, like, reconnected. Same. I think we're good. Everything seems to be going. My quicker is going. Great. Great. Hmm. Ooh. This um, is good. I was wondering, uh, I was thinking about the French connection. We mentioned the car chases. Do you guys, do you ha- in your mind, do you love car chases? Is there an iconic car chase? I know Bullet, right? Tim? Steve McQueen is supposed to be an iconic car chase. Yeah, do you I've love seen that Bullet. Shit? Saw it at the cemetery. Very good. <laughs> I hope you didn't stay at the cemetery, Jeff. No, no. 
Um, hmm. I uh, the one I think about is the Blues Brothers uh, car chase. Oh the yeah, great. That's really cool because they're, they've just so gratuitously are like smashing into things, and that's it's sort of a funny take on a car chase. Mm-hmm. But I, I yeah, the car chases kind of with fight scenes too. I, there's it has to be really like they they kind of blur over me a little bit. I remember loving. There's a forgettable 90s movie called Ronin with uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, they have a car chase in Nice in France where the streets are really narrow. And I remember that being nice. a really good chase. Right. Italian job, I remember in the 90s. Yeah. That that French connection, mini- Italian yeah. job. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Ooh. You know what was a good one? Remember, <laughs> this is the dumbest shit in, the, in cinema history, but... When we saw Hobbs and Shaw, Shaw at that like X two theater or whatever it was, yeah, with yeah, three D X four, I think, or four X, it was like blowing yeah. steam in our face and buzzing our butts all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, that had that that chase where like the Rock jumps on the back of a big tractor trailer truck and then he grabs uh, a chain yeah. that's holding a <laughs> helicopter, a helicopter, and then he's pulling them together, and then there's a it cuts to his face and he's going ah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah, dude, you're pulling a truck and a helicopter. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> Let go. <laughs> you know what's? You know what's? T- <laughs> those movies. I I haven't seen a lot of those movies, but I bet their car chases get pretty. I mean, that's that was fast. They are nine. The latest. The latest one. They had some crazy stuff going on. I remember leaving the first Fast movie and thinking like. I'm like a car guy now, and I would uh, yeah. you know, drive my <laughs> sure. my shitty Saab. Like, wait, did you say shitty Saab? Yeah, well, I had like an old ass Saab. Cool you, you Saab. Nah, well, yeah, yeah my my friend Tristan also in high school had like an old, like an old Stick rotted shift. out Saab, but still, a Saab's a Saab. That's fun. Saabs look like like the certain ones look like old turtles. Go ahead. But that first movie had a lot of practical chases, and now mm. the movies are like. Um, you know, much more popular and stuff, but they feel very weightless. And yeah, yeah, I I have a lot of smart people telling me to go watch the fast movies. Like they're pretty good if you like can turn your brain off. And I always leave feeling I like can't. that sucked. It sucked. Well, I went the first movie I saw back from uh, the pandemic in the theaters was Fast Nine or whatever, and it was great. It was like an <clears throat> audience of people who all were excited to be there and like were laughing at it. At the right spot, right. like they're rid- such ridiculous movies. But so I don't even enjoy like, uh, him in that regard. I don't know. Oh, I Jeff, you <laughs> might have the problem. People, you might have the problem I have where I try. I go to a movie, I say I'm going to turn my brain off, have fun. Turn my brain off, have fun. Mm-hmm. Then I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the theater. What am I thinking? Uh, how am I going to solve this climate crisis? Uh, how am I? Right, gonna, right, right, right. <laughs> you the know? debt, the national I, debt, I, I, oh, the inflation. Big, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use inflation to solve the cri- climate crisis? Yeah. Let me just crunch the numbers in my head. Ah, damn, that won't work either. Ah, shit. <laughs> now I'm spilling popcorn. But y- you like the fast, Mike. You- you're-, you're-, you're into the fast. No, the, ones I- the one I saw in the movie with everybody. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Or the other one Wait, we saw. Was that with- the one where Ludacris drives a car in space? Yep. <laughs> yep. And it was the response was appropriate to everybody in the theater. Uh hollering and cheering and hooting and uh, throwing their drinks over. Uh, How about this for a car chase? Technically, it is a car chase. The Fury Road. It's like a long... Oh, yeah. Hour-long car chase. That's cool. That's cool to me. That's cool to me, too. That's cool to me. Hmm. 
That's cool, Timmy. Tim, what would you do different with this with this thing? You know, it'd be fun to try the uh, Grand Marnier cognac. Oh, it's gonna be sweet. That might be, that might, that that might be too be much a taste. Very sweet drink. Too much taste, maybe. Eh, put a cherry in it for that's, me. Uh, that's sweet that? on sweet. I don't know if you want that. Sweet on sweet on sweet. Uh, I think maybe doing the more cognac version. I, I've heard some people say two to one. How about that? This is what's great about a equal parts drink. You're kind of saying to people, yeah, you can you can tweak to your own personal prep. You can tweak it. You can eyeball it. Yeah, and and that's why they keep it simple. I feel like it's that way with a Negroni. Everybody knows it's equal parts, but some people tweak it. You tweak for your own tweak and twerk. Well, why don't we take a little break, and when we come back, we'll have a second round of these very good drinks. Love it. Folks, we'll see you right back here after the ads. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. with round two of the french connection mm. i didn't do a round two you know why because i'm still sipping on this thing and i think that's an interesting test it's a good drink but i'm not like glugging it down oh yeah because well, you know oftentimes I mean? you say like oh i'm reaching for this one or i'm not reaching but yeah this is it's a slow sipper mm-hmm. it's very welcoming in a way that i think like you know how you make fun of you know, people make fun of girl drinks as being too juicy, too sugary, and then the guy drinks are the cognacs and the scotches and all that stuff. Yeah. I think this is a very welcoming, gender-neutral huh. crowd pleaser. It's a crowd pleaser. It's sweet. It's the drink you love to sip. It's two ingredients. It's equal parts. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I love it. I call this a Spice Girl drink. Two become one. <laughs> oh, instead of a Toy Story drink, it's a Spice Girl drink. Right, Toy Story. This is not necessarily Toy Story. No, no, no. It's not Woody, and uh, it will give me a buzz, but that's its own movie. <laughs> yeah, what what drink doesn't give you a buzz? Well, yeah, what drink is just has no taste and gives you a buzz? That would be a light year Light drink. year, a light year. <laughs> a lot of drinks are light years. Most of them, in fact, on the pod have been light years. <laughs> No Woody, but they give you a buzz. <laughs> oh, right. So you're saying even if it's any other taste besides Woody. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, vodka martini, ooh, that's a light year. That's a light year. <laughs> give me a couple of rounds of light years for me and my friends. <laughs> All right, final thoughts. Or again, this is great. Yeah. I'm, ooh, it's very exciting and very tempting <laughs> to call this a cold stone, stone cold classic. <laughs> Cold yeah. stone creamery. That's, a cold that's stone when you eat, creamery. That's when you mash up a bunch of shit. A cold some... stone stone cold is when you eat a. It's <laughs> when you drink a stone cold in a cold stone. <laughs> so this is almost that. <laughs> yeah, it's mm. an eye opener. It's a pleasant surprise. Look, I'm a. I still don't feel like I've articulated what I like so much about this drink. Part of it is that we here at the Sloppy Boys 
we're devoted to the IBA, mm-hmm. but we've taken down a lot of the big ones. Now we're down to the weirdies, where you got to get the creme de cassis yes. and all that sort of weird stuff. Oh, the, yes. the raspberry syrup now needs to come out. And this was when we found, we said, hey, this is a no-shopper. I have these I two things. Where did this? Where was this was all this, the time? Where was it hiding? It was hiding. Yeah. Weird. Um, and it's on the IBA. We should have scrolled past it a hundred times. Yeah. So anyway, it's a it's an order again and again and again. Mike, I'm right there with you. It might be a little new to to mint as a Stone Cold classic, but yeah, I think mm. so. Tim, um, I love it. It's a Stone Cold classic. It's an order again. Two ingredients, equal parts. Nice sweet drink, but not too sweet. This is one you're gonna want to make for your friends. It's a good early in the evening drink. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um. Also wanted to mention that earlier in the show, we were talking about Gene Hackman, and I was going to do a joke about Gene Hackman. That was my nickname after I broke into the Levi's website. (laughs) Oh, okay. Nice. I would would maybe say Gene Hackman. (laughs) That was me after I took a machete to my dungarees. Yes. Yes. I made shorts, summertime shorts. The higher, the better. I was going to say Gene Hackman. Who are we talking about? John Hammond? Ha <laughs> ha, yes. Gene Hackman? Gene Hackman. Anything? Gene, Gene. Hackman, yes, because Gene. of genetics. Because, you know, he took yes. the yes, frog that's DNA. Good. So we all had good jokes, but we just, we chose not to say them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think we did a little self-editing and said, those aren't good no. to talk about. Yeah, and we're doing some self-care. Well, hey, Gene before, Hackman and Mean Pacman. Before we wrap it up, Tim. Yes. You hear amaretto a lot. Amaretto this, amaretto that. Try the amaretto. Amarosa, and, big in the uh, the in the Trump uh, world. You got fired era. Yeah. And then also you have amaros, mm. Italian liqueurs, mm. a lot of herbs and spices, berries, roots. Is amaretto derivative of amaro? Nope. That's our show. Follow us on social media at the Sloppy Boys where we release these recipes ahead of time. And hey, if you can't get enough boys, saunter on over to patreon.com slash the Sloppy Boys. Sign up. For five bucks a month, you get double the content. And you don't just get double starting now. You get the entire back catalog of the Sloppy Boys blowout, our weekly bonus episode. Not to mention questions for Lennon, our monthly bonus episode. And who is on the, who's our guest this month? Your boy Dutz. Dutz shows up, man, and he showed up and he showed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. This was a good this was a good episode. I didn't even know it was coming. I said, Dutz on Lennon? I gotta I hear know, I this, man. I don't want to keep that a secret. I thought that'd be fun. It was very and, good. And while you're on the computer, go on over to the sloppyboys.com. I was on that website today. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been on in a while. That's a good site. And it is a nice site. Jeff put that together. I tell you what. It's easy to look at. You know when you go to these websites, you want to look at where we have our podcasts or videos or b- the store, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, what is going on? This this is nice. It's smooth. Yes. It moves as yes. if you've known it for years. Yes, yeah, like an old friend. Folks, that's yes. Squarespace, but they don't sponsor the show, so let's not get too excited about Squarespace. <laughs> let's, let's edit that out. Let, let's give them a b- big bleep on that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Use whatever you want. Use Wix. Wix is in the mix. All right. Uh, Good episode, guys. And good episode to all of you listening at home. Peace. Bye, folks.
Au revoir. Yes. See you later. Yeah. 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 Yeah.